0: Movie podcast. This is episode fifty-six, recorded April eighteenth, twenty twenty-one. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew, and this is part two of our uh, our Oscar roundup for this year. Uh, we'll be discussing the remaining four Best Picture nominees that we didn't talk about last week on our show. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. This week we've got Sound of Metal and Minari and
1: Promising Young Woman.
0: Promising Young Woman and, and the and, Father and the Father
1: man. Yeah, so these are all the movies that are original ideas. Well, uh, well, yeah, so uh, not based on a true story. Although Minari is kind of based on a on a true story. I'll explain why I didn't include it in the first part when we get to that movie. But yeah. So yes, here it is. The latter half, the awards are next are going to be this Sunday when you hear uh, this. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, a week yeah. out as uh, as we're recording this and uh so we'll we'll of course be there for that. Not, you know, physically there. We're not going yeah. to California but
1: no, no, that's gonna, it's gonna be Union Station. It's interesting, but okay.
0: Except for the parts that aren't.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they gotta make, uh, you know, this whole pandemic thing pan out. So, hey, I got no problems with that. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I guess let's, let's get started.
0: Everything all right? Who are you? see it's me, Paul. Who? I live here. What is this nonsense?
1: Anne? It's
0: me. Ah, there she is. Your father seemed a bit confused. Something wrong? Where's Anne? Sorry? Ma'am, where is she? I'm here. The Father, starring Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Colman and Rufus Sewell and Mark Gatiss. Uh, there's other people it's, in it, It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a small another, cast.
1: Yeah, there's another Olivia, um, whose last name is totally... She was in Rushmore. Yeah, this is, it's a very small cast. It's based off of a play, um, based off of a French play, um, you know le père um the father this is directed by the person who wrote the play and you know, he also adapted the screenplay it's um it is about um dementia basically that is the easiest way to put it yeah
0: yeah yeah the the thing that really makes this unique is that it's it's all from the the point of view of the the elder character the father played by anthony hopkins who is is suffering from dementia so it's it's uh it's a look at his world through his his own eyes and, and how things are kind of disconnected and and sometimes repeat and and sometimes things are just missing and it's man it's it's depressing.
1: Yeah, I think we both agree this is the most depressing movie of the bunch. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah but it's it is it is very well made. You can't help but but feel empathy for what he's going through. You know even even when he makes it really, really hard on the people around him, you know, it's, it's not really his fault and you feel bad for them too. And, but it's, it's, he, he just, he can't help it. And it's, it's, it's a hard thing and it's, it's a, it's a remarkable look at, at what he's going through and, and maybe kind of an insight into, into how that experience feels.
1: I think it's like, it may not be a hundred percent correct because difficult for us to know but i still think it's it it would say it counts as insightful because it is helping us develop an empathy and trying to understand so it's insightful in that sense um which i mean you can be not insightful trying to do that sometimes too but i think that this this is going to a, a good place so yeah um yeah um you can tell it's a play or that it was a play but the camera work the staging the direction just the the blocking of characters is done in such a manner that. You kind of you can forget that at times um, I think if I think if I could vote I would vote for this for best editing. Um, it is extremely well edited and how it does that and taking it from that dementia perspective is really well reflected in the editing
0: yeah yeah I, I very much agree there there are lots of little touches and you know how you know, other movies do do continuity you know make sure certain things are in the same place on the set you know relative to where they were or or where the actors are supposed to be in a given scene. And how those things are sort of in the same place, but sometimes not, and and how that's deliberate, and how this is all put together as a as a film. Yeah, I I, I very much agree. You know that the editing here is it's it's a really really strong game.
1: Mm-hmm. When I when I sat down to watch this movie, I I kind of said to the movie, "All right, movie, show me why you were nominated and Soul and Ma Rainey weren't." And I don't really know if this movie is better than those two movies, but it does put up a good argument. I will say that. Um, it is... Yeah. It, it has everything going for it. It is just really, really sad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I don't know if I have much else to say about it. It's, uh, I, it's, I, I, yeah. I don't
0: either. It's a it's a solid script that, you know, high concept could easily have, have faltered. It doesn't. You know, the, the cast carries it off well. It's 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 all well shot. It's a good movie. It's yeah. just... Really, really sad.
1: Yeah, so when I came up with uh This was not easy to come up with a drive-in title for it because of the subject matter, but I came up with one. First, I came up with Enemy Mind, which is sounds a little too much like Enemy Mine with... with Yeah. Uh, Quaid? Dennis Quaid? Yeah, Dennis Quaid? yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis um, so, Quaid. But hey, that's, that, that's not a bad example of a drive-in movie, but, um, or like <laughs> the way it is. Um, so I, I adjusted it slightly and changed it to Enemy Memory. So it's got kind of like a little lilt to it, but I think it works. So. Okay, okay. All right. All
0: right. Yeah, may- maybe with a colon and an exclamation mark.
1: Maybe, yeah. <laughs> okay. On to... I'm oh,
0: pretty boy. Pretty boy. I'm not pretty. I'm good looking. Minari, I am so sorry. I'm not going to be pronouncing the names of the cast because I know I'm going to get them <laughs> wrong. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so the funny thing about Minari is is that it shares. I could totally reduce the plot to make it sound like a, a previous Oscar-winning movie is a Korean family tries to make ends meet, um, is uh, like it is, but that it is very much not like Parasite. Um, this is uh, the story of a Korean family moving to Arkansas for the more or less for the father to live his dream of being a farmer, and so he he buys a a farm and starts growing korean this is Stephen Yin, who is a uh, he's very good in this i think he does so much with his silent acting that it's it's really i can see why he's nominated um he would be if, if this wasn't a stacked year for best actor like mm-hmm. he definitely would have a really good shot um i still think he probably does have a pretty good shot but that said um anyway so this is about this is about a family who moves to arkansas and the and dealing with with that and adjusting and becoming part of this whole world and the problems and hardships that the family have not just as an immigrant family but as just a family starting a whole new life in a new place so this isn't this doesn't like break new ground in a lot of ways we've seen immigrant stories before we've seen kind of fish out of water stories before um the, the the korean immigrant portion of it is is relatively new and it is actually really fascinating at some point the family's grandmother well the the, yeah the grandmother the mother of the of the mother um comes out to to help out and you know she brings a very interesting relationship to everybody
0: so. yeah yeah the relationships are are really at the heart of of yeah. this movie you like like a lot of the the best stories and that's that's absolutely the case here as well the actors are all really really good you know like like you said it's a lot of times about you know what what they're not saying with their words they're they're saying you know with with visual cues and, and with their mm-hmm. body language and with their eyes and that's that's all here and it's it's so good
1: yeah no it's the acting is really phenomenal in this for the most part the perspective of the movie is more or less from the youngest son who i guess is like five or six ish yeah like,
0: i'm i'm not i'm not sure i think at he one point they said he was, he was like seven or eight yeah or, he might be I, seven I, or eight yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I i don't know but he's he is young he's he's kind of slight mm-hmm. um
1: he has a heart murmur.
0: Yeah. Like like you said, mostly from he's he's the point of view character. There are occasionally some scenes where it shifts to somebody else, so it's it's not not kind of tunnel visioned in that way, um, which is is interesting, but it it never feels, you know, disconnected, like it's 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 never jarring no, any of those no. shifts. It it all feels very organic, it all all flows.
1: Mm-hmm and um, so this I could have lumped in with our nonfiction movies in the first part but the reason why I didn't um, so this is very much um, semi-autobiographical of the writer-director Lee Isaac Chung Um, so this is, you know, he had a similar story growing up Um, but the reason why I I didn't include it is because uh, this is not the Chung family this is the Yi family (laughs) I drew the line there uh, that no one is portraying anybody from real life in this so I, uh, I felt like that was why I was able yeah. to lump it into this. But um yeah, it's it is well directed, it is it has a pretty good script. I'm not like there's something about the ending that isn't gelling for me and I but I haven't been able to figure it out yet. Um, so that's, <laughs> there it is there, it is a an issue of, like I don't know if it's an issue, but it is something about the movie that, you know, you know, gets to me. But it's it's still really good. I really liked it. It's um it's one of my contenders for the best picture in the voting, but we will talk about that when, when we get to the to the end of everything but uh sure yeah
0: yeah yeah so it's it's kind of a cinematic cousin to Roma in that way where yeah. it's sort of yeah. semi autobiographical it's like this didn't happen exactly this way these characters are kind of sort of based on real people but you know a lot of the details are are kind of fudged a little bit different for you know dramatic purposes that kind mm-hmm. of thing and yeah you know, that's that's all fine it doesn't purport to be based on a true story no, it which doesn't, it really doesn't no. yeah so all the
1: more reason to not include it in my <laughs> in <the treatment. laughs> yeah so yeah um so it's it's one of those things where like but i feel like nomadland kind of like is just the other side of that line drawing and that <laughs> is that like i don't think fern is a real person but she meets people playing themselves so it's yeah 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 no like I I really enjoyed this I think it's it's worthy of its nomination I think it's definitely worth seeing so the the drive-in title for this was difficult um because it's just not that kind of story um so I had to get real creative here so I had to I had to think uh I had to use my Roger Corman distributor brain um so Roger Corman actually was one of the guys who would buy foreign movies and then you know kind of like and dub them and then like come up with ways to you know Exploit them and everything. So I use my, co- my Roger Corman brain for this. So this we'll is the that. point where
0: the captain turns on the fasten seatbelt sign, folks, because yeah. this is going to be bumpy.
1: All right. So the so the Roger Corman brain came up with is our farm cursed? Um, because there are like these little things throughout the movie where they talk about the previous <laughs> owner of the farm. That is not really a thing in the movie, um, but it is definitely the kind of thing that would be latched onto and played up if it was in a drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then the other. More realistic driving title, not using my Roger Corman braid was "Grandma Comes to Arkansas." That one's a
0: little reductive, but
1: oh, they're all reductive, man. That's the point. Yeah, um.
0: yeah. <laughs> all,
1: right. <laughs> all right. No, so. I just
0: just I, I I just meant that that kind of throws away like you know, half of of the stuff oh, yeah, that goes yeah. on. Yeah, it, well,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I throw away like ninety percent of the movie <laughs> by calling it like "is is our farm Cursed? It's a thing that these are things that happen. Like these are you can definitely find examples of these kind of titles. Yeah, yeah. And those kind of titles I can speak when we get to our next movie,
0: <laughs> which is every week I go to a club. I act like I'm too drunk to stand. <laughs> And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. You okay? You are so pretty. I am a nice guy. Are you? Promising young woman. Wow wow this movie
1: i dug it i really enjoyed it in the genres of movies and subgenres of movies there is the rape revenge movie and this is not a rape revenge movie but it's kind of a rape revenge movie um carrie mulligan is someone who pretends to be drunk in bars to lure seedy men into taking advantage of her and then her turning the tables on them um so that that's one aspect of this and it's um yeah that's that's
0: the basic setup, and as, as yep. the, the movie progresses, you get more of, of the backstory about, you know, why she's doing it and kind of what her yeah. her specific motivations are and, and what her her end goals might be. Right. And it's... It's... Man, this this is really something.
1: But the problem with me explaining it like that is that it's hard for me to, like, explain that it's also kind of funny. Yeah. That it's, that it's yeah. like, satirical. It's, like, a really dark comedy. And yeah,
0: from, from that setup, you, you don't really... Get that, but there, there's, there's a lot of kind of strange humor in it. It is, it is very, very dark comedy. Most mm. of it. There are occasional, you know, bits of more traditional, you know, even, even occasional, just slightly on the slapstick side things. Mm. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of humor in this. But it's, it's also very, very biting satire.
1: Absolutely. Um, which is th- this is my vote for best original screenplay, um, basically because of that. There, but there's other things about this that I like that are you know that go beyond outside the script. Um, so the men she you know lures, I don't know if lure is the right word, but you know the, the men she has her interactions with are played by lovable dorks from TV. Um, so like we get McLovin, we get that guy from The OC. Um, two love interests from Veronica Mars um, <laughs> are in this as well. And, and so using that kind of metacasting the subtextual stuff that these guys that we usually love are also, can be, little monsters as well. And so that was, that was a comment that I really liked that this movie made. And Bo Burnham is also a pretty good example of this as well. He isn't, like, so she develops a relationship with Bo Burnham, and he is... You know he's not really like a creepy guy like the like the other guys that she's she's encountering. But there are things that you know, spoiler alert, that there are things that make him complicit in some of the behaviors that these men have been doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, that is true for all men. We all have something that we maybe turned a blind eye to or didn't say something um that happens to all men don't give me any of that's not all men stuff because it doesn't matter um we all have those moments where we could have said something and didn't and so and so like that's looked at here too and i think that that's actually like a really i think it's said in a really good way so that's something i really liked about this movie
0: yeah yeah i'm i'm with you there um so but it is it is at the same time really depressing for those reasons yeah. how yes, yes. how have have we as as individuals and as a society got to this place and mm-hmm. and how how do we get out and it's mm-hmm. it doesn't it's a, really provide answers i don't think it's supposed to No, exactly I don't think so. but i
1: think it's supposed to just show you how how it goes like i think it's supposed to just build awareness of, yeah like the, yeah. how the level of it goes um, and because of that, I kind of think it's like one of those movies that I kind of feel like every man should see. Like, there's from this year, there's this other movie that that would be the thing I would vote for original screenplay for had it been nominated, which is never, rarely, sometimes, always. Which is the other movie I think all men should see. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. The thing I like about it, it does this, but it doesn't do it. Like at first, when I finished the movie, I thought was that a little ham fisted. But the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, no, I think this actually really works.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is it is sometimes blunt, but it's yeah. it's it's never without purpose. It's blunt very deliberately when it is.
1: Yeah. And I think that bluntness um is actually helps with the punch more than it does like instead of a ham-fisted punch, it's more of a like actual direct hit with that yeah. bluntness. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like it's, I think it's just a really good movie. Um it's a first-time director, which is really cool. People know Emerald Fennell from The Crown, apparently. I have not watched this, but it's a big deal on Netflix, so maybe you know who this is. And yeah, no, I really liked it. Yeah, you got anything else, Tim?
0: I don't know what else really I I can add to that. I mean, like like really all the, the nominees for Best Picture this year, yeah, everything you know, it, it 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 ticks the the boxes for you know, the the technical stuff, you know, the, the acting, directing cinematography it's 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 really well put together you know in in addition to everything else that we've already said it's it's, it deserves its spot where
1: it is i definitely recommend seeking it out and watching it um all right so the drive-in name for this was actually kind of easy for me um because uh because of the rape revenge you know aspect to it there are a lot of titles that i could have like drawn from and i ended up drawing from i spit on your grave um which is pioneer of that of that genre um and that and so i ended up going with i spit in your coffee which yeah which is not which kind of makes you think it's an office drama but or like it kind of makes you think it has like an office setting but i think it kind of fits here too for if not for at least one scene so yeah <laughs> oh yeah. oh and, and but then if i wanted to have like the other the other kind of drive-in title would have been not all men too many men something like that <laughs> Um, to, go, to use the hashtags from the now, but yeah,
0: yeah, that that would be more like a tagline on a poster than a title, maybe. Yeah,
1: good point. Actually, yeah, that 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 probably that'd like, I spit on your coffee. Not all men, too many men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So, which brings us to the uh, the last film uh, nominated for Best Picture this year, which is
1: trying to save my life,
0: Ruben. The world does keep moving and it can be a damn cruel place. But those moments of stillness. Sound
1: of metal. Which uh, which I really enjoyed. This stars Riz Ahmed, who is a drummer for a metal band. And they are, you know, pretty solid metal band, I have to say. Um, but he's one day notices something's off with his hearing. It just goes away. But it comes back, but then one day it just ends stops yeah and so yeah um, he's also someone who has you know had uh, issues with with sobriety and so we have this addiction narrative as well into it so what ends up happening is he ends up going to a deaf center where he learns to cope but a deaf center specifically for addicts so he is living in a house where he is helping out with the with the deaf school that's i'm guessing on the property as well or at least near the property um, and him understanding and coming to terms with this loss of his it's um it's not you've seen movies like this before. It's uh it's kinda of like a treatment movie and kind of like an addiction movie, kinda of meld together. Um you've seen movies like this, like fifty fifty would is kind of like an example that I can think of that's fairly recent, but you know, any anytime there's a movie where someone gets a bad medical news and the fallout from that is you know, this kind of follows that story. Um, yeah, kind of beat for beat. Not to, you know, no pun intended with the drummer thing, but yeah. it kind of follows that. But I do feel like the addiction part of it does add a different flavor to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I could not shake the feeling as I was I was watching this and, and the, the story beats kind of played out that I've, I've seen this before. I, I couldn't think of any specific example. It's like, this is exactly this story. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I, I'm sure I've seen this, you know, a dozen times or more in the last 10 years. It, it has been done. It's done well here um and does have a little bit different flavor mm-hmm. the the thing that really makes it stand out though is kind of a gimmick i mean it's 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 central to the story so it's it's not just a gimmick for the sake of being a gimmick but the uh, the sound design here and and how that kind of brings the audience into into his his new perspective on the world sort of sort of similar to the father is is the sound design here and how he hears or or doesn't and and kind of how he feels and that's new and interesting but it's it's not wholly transformative it is basically the same story again as as has been done
1: along those lines thinking about the sound design something that kept popping in my head but these are not uh, there's similarities within the sound design of this but they are not similar movies at all is that movie John Krasinski did? Oh uh, Lord, the the horror film with the, the Quiet Place, the Quiet Place. Thank you. Yeah, the yeah, it, it, it kind of made me th- the sound yeah, design yeah. made me think of the Quiet Place, not the content, obviously. But um, I I should have yeah, yeah, looked up I, to see if it was the same sound people.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't know. There's there's a definite comparison to be made there. Um, you know, with you know the creative use of of sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, as as opposed, to, you know, sound is is well done in so many movies pretty much any movie you see is going to have you know good sound anymore yeah. you know regardless you know it's, it's a little art picture you know little little small cast drama or you know big blockbuster but you know doing things that are new and interesting that that make you sit up and take notice specifically of the sound that's interesting and it's it is well done here and you know props to them for that because it, it really did bring me into the movie more mm-hmm. and it gave gave me some more more empathy for the character.
1: And it is nominated for sound so.
0: Yeah, and and you know deservedly so. I also drew the comparison with, you know, A Quiet Place, but it it is doing a different thing. Yeah. And to to me that's that's kind of neat that people are are getting kind of experimental mm-hmm. with with different aspects of cinema, you know, in in this medium that's been around for so long now. It's there there are still new things happening. There's there's some actual thought and, and mm-hmm. innovation going on here instead of just using the tools that we have to, you know, to be creative in in other ways. Yeah. This so uh you know, credit for that. But again, it's it is kind of a story we've seen before. I will say so,
1: I will say though, it being a story we've kind of seen before, it is probably it's at least one of the best if not the best version of that. yeah so yeah so I, w- I will say that. I mean like it does things don't always have to be 100% original but at least be really good versions of, of that so and, and this does that so I, I will give it that.
0: yeah 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 definitely.
1: yeah so the drive title for this was actually kind of kind of fun to come up with um, and I came up with full volume silence. Which actually would have been yeah, an okay alternate title, um, just in yeah, general.
0: Yeah, channel channel your, your Kubrick there a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, a little Kubrick there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right, okay, so, uh, so that's all the movies there. Before we go, uh, we're going to do some final thoughts. Before we started recording, Tim and I were kind of discussing about what we would vote for. And this is actually kind of a difficult year for once, but it's difficult for the good reasons. Because we've yeah, had years yeah. before where it's been like one or two, like... Like, there's two really good movies and everything else is at least okay, but maybe not, you know, not really contenders. And this year, I feel like there's actually... A lot that's pretty good i um a lot of them are very good for very different reasons and they do this is um really solid acting across the year i don't know if scripts were the best this year i will say that um (laughs) writing could have been a smidge better but acting and directing was really good this year and that's Mm -hmm. that's a very important element as well i could probably knock out half really easily as as although nomadland is the front runner in all this that's the one that i feel kind of like it didn't i maybe it didn't live up to its hype maybe it had too much hype by the time i watched it um but that was one i felt you know a little disappointed in given all the accolade it was being given already not on my my board to vote for <laughs>
0: yeah and yeah then, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there
1: yeah so like i that left me with and and then like other ones i was able to do like you know i liked the father but i also kind of felt like ma Rainey and and soul were really good too and so, and you know so like that like I didn't really think it necessarily deserved the uh, nomination over that so it was easy to get rid of that so mank I I liked, but, you know, or liked to an extent. I said earlier I would kind of roll my eyes at it because it's those kind of Hollywood things that, you know, the Academy kind of likes. I, I enjoyed Minari, but I think it would probably come down to uh, Minari, Promising Young Woman, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Those are, like, the three I would kind of, like, have to, in the voting booth, make a split decision on what I would actually vote for. And I already talked at length at my problems with the trial of the Chicago 7, so.
0: yeah. Yeah. So I'm I don't think I'm in quite the same place. Yeah, I I agree. We've we've got a a full slate of, you know, really solid contenders this year. I you know, also probably would not really vote for Nomadland. I I felt like something just wasn't quite there. There's a lot to like and to yeah. appreciate
1: it. I think I liked more things than I disliked about it, but yeah.
0: But it's still missing something yeah. and I I can't quite say what. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think I liked Mank more than you did, and and we talked about that some last time. So, yeah, okay. So it, there there are some some legitimate grievances with it, uh from a, a purely historical perspective.
1: And I and I found the Hollywood sheen a little more off putting, but I think other people would like that. So
0: and yeah, I, I I confess that that did play to me a bit. So that that's that is kind of a factor here. I I admit I. I like that when it's not overdone. I didn't think it was overdone here because these are all, you know, deeply flawed people, all of them. And and that comes through on screen. And, you know, part of that to me, the more I think about it, is that, you know, Mank himself as a character here is sort of an unreliable narrator. This is just his perspective and it's a fictional version of him giving that perspective. So you know, keeping all of that in mind, I, I still really like the movie. And it's to a point where I... I would actually go and and look up some more, you know, about, you know, what the the actual history was, how much of this was accurate and, you know, sometimes in a movie that's enough. So to to me that would probably get my vote, but there are a lot of strong movies this year, so I you know, on on the day in the booth who could say
1: yeah it's uh yeah i don't know it was i would say this is a pretty solid year for movies um despite the fact that we had kind of like a weird year um and i actually am curious how the pandemic flavored a lot of this is that i think a lot of other movies a lot of little movies that were never expected to make huge box office anyway kind of got a better chance of being seen by everybody because of because mm-hmm. of that so so it's interesting i think this is a very unusual year but i think it was a very strong year so and we'll find out next week.
0: Yep, yeah. And of course, yeah. I, I, I do want to call attention to the fact that these are not the only good movies no, this year. No. There are others that are nominated in, in other categories that we haven't covered because mm. we just don't have the time. No. <laughs> this is not a full-time gig yeah. for us. I'm still excited that uh, all the the nominees in the Best Animated Feature category are fairly readily accessible. I don't think I'm going to get to them before the, the actual ceremony. You know, at least not all of them. Mm. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully one. I, I don't know. This is a crazy week for yeah, me. Yeah, but Tim's got
1: a lot going on in his real life. So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, so so yeah. have you. Yeah. So I I am excited to see all of those. I, I think this is actually going to be year where you know that that one weird outlier is not going to just sit on a on a shelf somewhere. It's like oh, that's on this streaming service, and I wanted to see it, and it's like oh, six months after the Oscars, yeah. it's it's available, and I it's, yeah, it's on my list, and I've never got back to it. These these are three that i actually want to watch the ones i haven't seen that category
1: and uh, i wasn't able to finish out best actress because um i still need to see the billy holiday movie and maybe i'll get to Mm. see that this week Uh, we'll see no these are all really good Um, the acting categories are all really stacked Mm -hmm. folks made really good movies this year yeah yeah for sure all right well, I guess that's it for now. We will see you soon.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to hit us up on social media. We're on we're on Twitter at Dead Letter Movie. We're uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram as well.
1: And soon we'll be on Letterboxd. I just have to actually do it. So
0: yeah, yeah. We've we've kind of kicked that around a little bit. We we need to need to sit down and figure out exactly how we're going right. to put that but together. Yeah. But we'll be there we'll soon. We'll be there soon. Yeah. That's our show. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye. we